This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So, I'm watching an episode of Mad About You where uh, Paul Reiser trying to figure out the difference between khakis and chinos. Oh, come on. Like, khakis a color, but chinos is, like, actually a style of pants. pants. But there's chino-colored khakis, but... Or no, no, sorry, there's khaki-colored chinos. Yeah. But some people will call pants just khakis, and are those chinos? Or is khakis also a type of pants that's it's a different pants. type of pants? Anyway, I'm watching it with John Pankow. And I go, was this fun to film? And he says, I'm not in this scene. So I turn to Helen Hunt and I go, why is John Bean like this? Was he in the scene? Um, I don't know. But I don't even think he knows. Yeah. Because, if you don't know, he probably doesn't know. Because Paul is like. I need a nice new pair of chinos, you know? And then it's like, I don't know who he was talking to, but I know that they say, they say, either say like, you mean like khakis or maybe it's the reverse. Uh, so, hey! Oh, go ahead. Welcome to Hollywood Handbook. It's that guy to kick him and dropping names on the red carpet line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. We had an accident. Yes. And that's putting it lightly. Uh, we had a mega big oopsie, and it w- wound up being kind of a big smash up for us. So we had all our donor shout outs organized in a nice laminate. And who, when, if you're a show like ours, big successful show, you got mm-hmm. two hosts, super busy, you yes. got a couple engineers, very incompetent. And you need to uh, organize your donor shout-outs and have them in a nice, neat file to pull out when you need them. And laminate them in, in case an engineer put them in the sink. And, think it's yes, a dish. And try to wash them. Who would you get? Uh, you would get your intern, Intern Andy. Hey. Hi. Oh, I, that, I don't, what, was that an introduction? Uh, like it kind of has to be now. So... We give our forms to intern Andy, and we say, take care of these. Do not wash them. They are not dirty. Intern Andy's sort of our cousin Ira here on this show. Yeah. He's in and out of our lives. He's kind of a loose cannon. He doesn't have uh, his feet on the ground the way me and Hayes do. We care about him, but he tends to disappoint us. And when you say in and out of our lives, he was always, he does not always get to be part of the show 
but he is always part of the production, sort of just like organizing the scripts and like making sure that the everything is in place with the studio and the production and all that. But one day recently, and we realized that Andy had lost all our donor shout outs. And at the same time, we that we had lost Andy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first he lost the shout outs, which was bad enough. Mm-hmm. Then we sent him out to look for him. We said, yes. retrace your steps. We don't know what you've been doing, but you do. We'll put this tracker on you. Mm-hmm. When you find them, dial 911. They'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, an activity like putting the batteries in a tracking device is exactly the type of task we farm out to our intern. When you're trying to track your intern, mm-hmm. who lost the donor shout-outs, it's not quite so simple, is it, intern Andy? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... One way of thinking about it, it's I, I didn't realize that the batteries were not in there. How would they have gotten in there if our intern didn't put them in? Sometimes you can buy things that come with batteries in it. Okay, name one. Um, a television remote. No. It doesn't oh. come with the batteries. Batteries are packaged separately. I've been doing it wrong this whole time, I guess. You're doing it have wrong. You been, have you been pushing the remote up against the buttons on the... <laughs> TV itself in order to change channels. Yeah, it's like going, what a great wand. I don't have to use my fingers and get them all mucky. So where did you go, Andy? We saw you sort of trundling out of the studio that day. Well, first I Trying to activate the gate that's only for cars with your body by sort of making a car noise. Yeah, and it worked. I mean, I pushed the button and I made the car noise and it just opened right up. So, you know, I don't know. It seems like I did that one right. Um, I opened it. Oh. Because you thought And you say it opened right up. It was 15 minutes of you making that car noise. And Sean did think you were a car. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it ended up working out. Um, So I went to Vaughn's. um, uh, You you know, you could buy those roast turkeys there. And those are actually a really great deal because the, the grocery store actually loses money on those because they're such a great deal. Yeah, but the smell just made me. You saw the turkeys, and you said, "I'm one of these as well." Sorry, (laughs) sorry, I'm just a little upset. But you went to Vaughn's now. When you say Vaughn's, you mean the director of the Kingsman, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, I went over to Matthew Vaughn's place to get one of those. And he's selling turkeys. Yeah, yeah, like roast chicken. Sorry, I had that wrong. Um, And yeah, so I mean, he loses money on it, but like people go over and get so hungry that he ends up making enough to like, you know, fund his projects. He loses money on it, but he makes and enough to yet fund his projects. He makes so much money. I'm just telling you what he told me. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So you go to Matthew Vaughn's house. Oh, man, before you go on, uh thanks Chris Marshall uh donated 100. Yes, we found so Oh this, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I uh, sorry, spoiler. The way this ends is we do find the well, shout We outs. do find Andy and the shout outs. Yes. Right. Okay, so you're looking inside. I guess you probably have to tear open all the turkeys to see if you accidentally left the shout-outs yeah. inside one of these yeah, turkeys. When I get in on one of those, I just like, I, you know, who knows what, what could also get in there the mm-hmm. way I eat them. 
Right. Okay. No luck. Yeah. Nothing. I asked Matthew Vaughn too, and he just kept talking about yes, like this new thing that he was working on, like where he was going to do a documentary about these chickens and like the roasting process and stuff. And I just was not, you know. Are you still a car at this point? <laughs> uh, if yeah, I can be. I mean, I'm doing. No, not now, but I'm. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, at this point, it, in, at the this story, point in the story. Honestly, like the line starts to kind of blur. Like it's Between hard for me to tell sometimes. Car and boy. When you're yeah. being a car as hard as you were being in front of the gate. <laughs> Tough to just snap back into being people. Right. So, okay. okay so, so you scoot you, off. So you scoot out mm, from Vaughn. Hit the gas. Get going. Mm-hmm. And hitting the gas is walking for you. So where to next, Andy? Um, I, it's it, it was a weird, I don't know exactly how to describe it. It was like, there's a lot of people. I think there was more food there, but I didn't eat because I was, I was really full. From a turkey. Yeah. Or the, the chickens, I said it wrong earlier. said and both, though. <laughs> and... So there's a lot of people. There's food. Thanks to yeah. John. Is there any music? John playing? J. Dodig as well for his. Oh, donations. thanks, Dodig. Dodig. So yeah. Dodig, Dodig, Dodig. Oh gosh. Anyway, where Dodig, is Dodig, Dodig? <laughs> and there's food. There's. What about this one? Go stupid. <laughs> Go dumb, dumb. <laughs> so there's people there. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. I didn't mean to. Shout out Set to the all this Bay off. Area. No, you don't get to do any Why shout not? outs. No. <laughs> Is that where you ended up in the Bay Area? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I was at the Warfield in San Francisco. The Marshall Warfield? Warfield? You were at Marshall Warfield's home in San Francisco? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He said he knew you guys. Marshall Warfield, and your story is a man who said they knew us even though she was one of the main cast members of Night Court. I was a woman then. Yeah, uh, I, I got it. I didn't know where I was, and I didn't know who I was talking to. I was just trying to. And this is a little bit. There were a lot of people there. And this is a little bit of what was happening is we obviously were not able to track Andy when we would look at our sonar machine. We got no blips whatsoever. No. We were getting no signal. He hadn't called 911. We were sometimes able to. Because we kept to, calling 911 to ask if they had heard from Andy. Yeah, we said, has Andy called or anything? Hey, do we have any messages from Andy? Yeah. And so when we did actually get in touch with you, which every once in a while my next L would sort of crackle the life. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, like, describe what's around you. And you would say, um, I see people, I, I, and also one time you said, I see dead people. I smell air, you said, which didn't help me at all. Mm -hmm. One time you said, I think I hear a plane, but it might not be a plane. (laughs) And you had the shout outs. I mean, I haven't seen you in six months. You had the yeah. shout outs at one point, and then you spent another two months traveling around with the shout outs trying to make your way back to LA. You so, lost 
the city of Los Angeles. Did you know where you were? Los Angeles. Did you know where you... Really funny, right? Did you know where you were at any particular point? Not particularly, no. I mean, I was... Yeah. Like, I, I was... The whole time I had this thing and I thought maybe you guys could hear me and I was like trying to talk into it. I was like leaving little diaries for you to catch you up and like... You know, sometimes you were making porno sounds. <laughs> well, you guys know me, you know, you know, that's. And he's a man of great appetites. <laughs> From roast chicken to porno stuff. He's rarely satiated. Sated? Sater? Bill Sater, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, Yes. Oh, Andy Andy is a hungry boy. Thanks, Jack Brown and Spencer Thompson. So Andy's a hungry boy. Uh, and he tends to follow his nose to places mm-hmm. when he smells flesh or food that he can sort of bury himself in. And so I think maybe that was sort of the key to your some of your wandering. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, when I get in a certain state, like I'm just, you know, Putting the pedal to the metal. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, the way you had, maybe some of the porno sounds were, just the way you have your Nextel Direct Connect right, yeah. fixed sort of under your belly. Your belly is kind of like pressing down on the button. That sounds it's accurate. Clipped, yes. It's clipped on your belt on the inside. Yes. Against your skin in you the center. Rest your belly on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've just kind of gotten used to that. So it's sort of always on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And it's Uh, sometimes getting thumped against, Mm -hmm. you know, by your, you know. Did you say TBS? Is that which And now you realize you've made a mistake and you meant IFC? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Always on slightly off. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of me too, but in a different, you know, like uh, sexually. Oh, yeah. Always turned on slightly off in your tastes. Yeah. Name some things that arouse you that I might find surprising. <laughs> oh, and thanks, Joseph Zadlow. Mitch How many Kappa. did we skip? Yeah, Mitch Kappa. Yeah. And Spencer Thompson, did we get him? I said him. Say him again. I don't give a shit. It's been like eight years. Well, what's and what happened? To, can you- I ask what happened to all the money? That's right. Okay. Or go in whatever order you want. At some point, there's the discussion of what turns you on that Sean what might find surprising. What turns you on that I might find surprising, and what and happened also, to all the money? Because we have the names of these people, but I am curious what happened well, to the gave, money that they. We sent. gave yeah. Well, and and we also gave Andy something of a slush fund. Going, yes. we know that getting these donor shoutouts back, if anyone has found them and acquired, they're laminated. They somebody's going to know they're valuable, mm-hmm. and you might have to purchase them. All of it was gone. Yeah. The shout out money and the a lot of the, the slush fund that Hayes and I contributed to. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you have their names, so you could like just. No, ask that's them great. To send that's, it. Okay. You We're, can ask them to send in more. You say, we lost it. Sorry. Can you send another hundred? What happened to the first money? Okay. Well, the two questions you asked me kind of relate because I. One of my things is the is the Sacagawea dollars, you know, the little gold ones. Yeah. And, like, when you go into a store and people won't take them, like, I like that sort of, like, 
you know, pe- the withholding of it, like a push and the pull. humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. And you know, it's a BDSM <laughs> thing. It's pretty famous on on this podcast at, at this point. What I say about Sacagawea. Yeah, bomb ass pussy, blow your mind. Yeah, she got that bomb ass <laughs> pussy, blow your mind. So that element of it too. Yeah. BDSM for you is right. Well, yeah, and I'm also boners thinking, derived from Sacagawea money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm gonna start using that. I like that. When will you be using I'm it? I'm gonna Where start using it? it. How about asking me? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm no. I'm just going to do it. I thought you were just like no. Here out. I go. I'm. I'm using it now. Did you just tell your boss that you're gonna start using the thing that he came up with? Thanks to Nick Bonadies, Bonadies nuts. One thing that Andy also said to his boss earlier <laughs> was up your button around the corner. I asked where he lived, and he said up your button around the corner. And he said it real nasty. <laughs> and then he did a big, <laughs> he did a big sniff. Yeah. He did a big sniff like he thought he was smelling dirty panties. <laughs> Talk about how you're obsessed with that. What, what, there's, what else is there to, to say? There are, it, no, for you there are a lot of layers. Because the it. way they get dirty is not the way that I think most people normally picture. Is you make them go through some sort of like food processing machine. <laughs> yeah. And you follow up on this in a second, but I still haven't figured out what happened to all the money because yeah, I understand you converted all the second to we had dollars. I understand every people time you accept spe- the every time you try dollars. to spend it, you are unable to. Yeah, so we should still have that Sacagawea. Yes, but also at some point we do have to come back to the food processing machine that you put panties through to make them dirty. Right. Okay. Well, to thanks to Leiden Bergen as well. But just remember what we are coming back to is either the panty and the food right. processing I'll machine. Do a quick joke on Leiden Bergen. Oh, great. Yeah. So we have to account for that okay. as well. Yeah. Uh, mm. Okay. Hold on. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can. Yeah. I can do my th- uh, two things. No. No. Do no. Do one no, of no. your things, and then Sean can do uh, his. Well, Leidenberg what I joke. well the area I'm working in, and maybe Andy as our intern, you can help me. Is okay. Iceberg right ahead. If you remember, that was in the trailer yeah. for the film Titanic, mm-hmm. and Leidenbergen has berg in it, so we must be able to get there. Yeah. Um. I. And Leid- now you help. Light, Ber- uh, Bergen, light in ahead. How's are we? Is it just like I just keep thinking of Loudon Wainwright the third from all my favorite movies? Mm-hmm. Like what? Uh, well, I guess knocked up, and then uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you and knocked up. He loved that the women in that are shrews. Your, yeah, your relationship to that movie is horrifying. I like the woman parts of that movie. Yeah, what is it that you say about them? That they're shrews? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. I heard that from somewhere. You love that. Okay, so what we still have left to take care of, we got the joke, I guess. 
And so we have yeah. to take oh, care yeah. of your panty fascination and uh, what happened to all this money that you tried to spend but yeah. couldn't. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, I feel like saying that I have a thing for dirty panties is not exactly accurate because I feel like that makes people think that it's like been worn by, by a, a person. Woman, but yeah. I, I, no. but yeah, I buy them and then I put them through one of those like Jack Lane juicers. You remember those? They're really quiet. But what else do you put in a juicer? Like carrots and kale and just like like a like half an apple. You could just put the whole like the 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 seeds and like the stem. Like you could put everything in there and it just like strains it all out. Right. Yeah. And so then, and then you drink the panties. You drinking panties? Like you're <laughs> drinking dirty panties. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like... How many panties would you say you've drank? Today. <laughs> and don't, and I'll know if you're lying. T- two. Big He's ones. He's lying. He did say two big Okay. <laughs> two big but, ones. And then big ones checked out. Well, I, what I could he tell... He smells a little like he drank two, I'm touching two big his, panties. Because I'm today. touching his neck so I can feel his pulse. And when he said two, his pulse quickened like I'm lying. But then when he said big ones, it slowed down to a crawl. <laughs> Thanks so, to Brian yeah. Resnick, like the Nick from uh, the TV show. The Nick. And so we're still at, we're following the money now in this okay. case. Okay, yeah. Um, basically, I just found a place that that took the the dollars and I just like that must you know, have been very really, dissatisfying for honestly you. it felt kind of nice like I settled down for a bit like I you know I just like found somebody that was special and I could just like give them my dollars or somebody's dollars and I kind of just like you know well I'll tell you whose daughter, dollars it was it was Paul Stevens dollars now mm-hmm. you now you Hayes made a mistake because you said we're following the money, which makes Andy think of the phrase follow the money, which makes Andy think of deep throat, which makes Andy think of getting mysterious phone calls, which makes Andy think of, that's right, porno stuff. (laughs) Now, he probably could have gotten there just from the phrase deep throat, but not our Andy. No. Not my generation. Yeah. Who is this person? Who's this woman? You you know like um, on Vermont Street, there's that Seven Eleven that doesn't sell alcohol. They do take uh, Sacagawea dollars, like for whatever you are gonna get. Mm-hmm. Is this woman? Um, can I make a guess? Okay. Is this woman? Do you know her? A rotating taquito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is this? Someone that you got involved in like a toxic relationship with potentially. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it was toxic. Like, I got something out of it too. Like, I got to spend time with somebody, and like, mm-hmm. I just spent you know a few like a thousand dollars. From what I've heard, just from you know some of my friends who work at that Seven Eleven. She had a sister-in-law, I guess, who was a stale bear claw. And you got caught in the middle of some sort of competition between the two of them that left you ultimately scarred. Yes. We heard a lot of reports about a car boy. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
marrying the food mm-hmm. yeah, sounds, at the 7-Eleven. Yeah, that sounds accurate. That's, yeah. Like, so you were very close by at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like right around the corner. That's really See close. this up your button around the corner thing again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Meanwhile. And the, you couldn't see the big the, sniff that he did. <laughs> he did a huge, <laughs> huge sniff. And also, when he when he's being a car, sometimes he'll offer me a taquito from his tailpipe. <laughs> he calls them tailpipe taquitos. He must have a dozen of them in there at any given time. And so, all of this sort of forming one unified picture for me. And thank you for Stuart Heritage for sending in the money as well. Okay, Andy. Well, welcome home. You're Thanks, safe guys. now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm safe, but like I'm, I'm here. You know where I am at least. So everyone's relieved. What are you in danger from? There's too many taquitos in there, you guys. I hit the limit. You hit the limit. Yeah. I said at you least married. a dozen. Was I lowballing you? Yeah. I'd probably like two to three dozen. Okay. Baker's dozen. Yeah, I heard. I, feel, I could feel you on my pulse. And you were lying. Yeah, yeah yes. he, looked, he gave me a look, and I was like, yeah. That was actually Baker's dozen. It was Baker's yeah. dozen. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't violate the circle of trust, Fokker. <laughs> now. <laughs> and you also lost my mail. I got You lost all my birthday surprises. The card I got from... Anastasia, and the filthy yeah. gift that I got from Alan. This is like three months ago, and I'm just hearing about these now. And the nice fish print that I got from Mark. You lost them. Yeah, I had to, but that was like the one thing. You know, you remember Castaway where he's got that one package that he doesn't open that's like, you know, gives him hope. Yeah. Was those, uh, your filthy gifts from all your all your fucked up fans. Uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, nobody watched Castaway now. Andy's seen it. Yeah, and he's like, I've seen it, and now no one else is allowed to see it. Right. It's my okay. movie. Why don't you just tell me what happens at the end of every movie? Okay. Go ahead. Starting now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and don't start with Knocked Up. That one, well, it, they do, like, take the baby home. And, like, oh! They, isn't your hero in that movie the guy, doesn't, isn't he, like, a some kind of porno entrepreneur? Who is this? It's his favorite movie. He doesn't it's even your know. favorite movie. I don't movie. know what happens. Which porno it? guy is in it? Come Who's on, it? they're trying to make a friggin' celeb skin. Oh, Mr. Skin is my hero? Is that what you're saying? Well, kind of. I like that he has like a database of like nude uh, bodies. That's yeah. That is your Ew. favorite. That's your favorite thing about him. Yeah, I guess. Doesn't so. he have any other qualities to you? I like his. He has a nice smile. Ugh. Ugh. God. Eddie likes Mister Skin's smile. Sometimes I think Andy wants to make me throw up. Well, we have a guest that we have to talk to now. Yeah. Karen on yeah. Hollywood Handbook. Karen. 
So if you can picture it, me, Christy Swanson, Cedric Yarbrough at the art museum. I've got the image. I'm sitting in the gallery. They let me bring a chair with me through the museum. It's not a wheelchair. It is a chair that it's a I chair can that happens to roll. Just yes, mm-hmm. that I can roll from room to room. But I'm standing and I'm pushing the chair between rooms. But then I sit down in it because if I'm standing up for too long, my knees start to kind of descend they, down my legs. Right. Yes. They my, sort of my knees just sort of slime their way down. It's almost like a fireman's pole. Yes. You know, uh, your and they do make that same kind of sound, that squeaky sound. Well, they appear to be having just as much fun. So we're looking at the art, and Cedric is like, oh, what interesting painting and all mm-hmm. this. Right, like, yeah, all this right. Stuff. And I can sort of tell that he's just, like, pretending to get it. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm, and then they're like, hey, what do you think of the paint? And I say, honestly, I think my five-year-old could paint that. Oh, wow. Hayes. And so Cedric was faced by that. and Did he, he find his face? He... Well, he was attempting to find his face mm. very early. And Down he, on his hands and knees at that point. And he was like, you're, you don't, your youngest child is 39 years old. <laughs> and so I had to be like, no, he's not. Sure, yeah. He's five. So it begins this whole thing where I like. What constitutes it, like what is your child? Well, he's he, oh, go ahead. He set up. It became like a challenge where I have to actually like follow through on this now. I have to go to Fenster. It's like you have to pretend that you are five years old. It became clear, like I didn't really realize what a five year old dresses like, so I dressed him up like a little baby. And I'm, right, it's just been so long. Yes, but eventually, we set up the painting challenge. And he's, like, trying to paint it exactly like the original one. Oh, but that wasn't your point. It was that your five-year-old could do something of the same quality as the original one. No, my point was that he could paint that exact That thing. exact one? Like he could copy it? Yeah, not even copy it. That, that he could he, paint it over it. Yeah, that he could paint the original one. Mm. Can but, I ask a quick question? What was Christy Swanson doing this whole time? She... It, interesting. She sort of got caught up with one of the guards, the mm. museum guards, wanting to show off. Like when she sees like a, any kind of authority figure, she sort of wants to go Buffy on on him. Right, original Buffy. Yes, and so she's just sort of like standing next to the guard, just like sort of vaguely doing moves. <laughs> you know, just sort of waiting for him to. Like try to stop her from doing the moves. Just so showing her hands him are, like her hands are just kind of vaguely doing these like the beginnings of of moves. Right, getting into pre karate poses. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, I yeah, and then uh, just to wrap it up quickly, did your five year old and I'm using quotes paint that? Uh, no. Hey, welcome to welcome Hollywood, Hollywood Handbook, Handbook. Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet Line. Like I was in the industry, we call showbiz. And part of it is being able to change speed. And, mm-hmm. and, and You go up ahead of me, and then the caboose comes into the station as well. I'm Hayes, and 
Sean, we haven't introduced ourselves. In. <laughs> I'm Hayes, and I'm not. <laughs> is like what I should have. It's been probably with. 45 episodes, I think, since mm-hmm. we've introduced ourselves. No, we and, don't say our names as much, and yeah. uh, that's a mistake because we are getting new listeners all the time. We're always so happy to have more people come and just sort of join the party. And if mm-hmm. you picture a hot tub um, that's huge mm-hmm. uh, and it's also a time machine, that's kind of how we think of our show. We've got a guest here yes. for doing it, talking to, and have interviewing fun. And that is what we're going to sort of bridge into with a nice segue now where we say the guest's name, and then she says hi, and then probably <laughs> Hayes will start talking to her, or maybe she'll have some like follow-up question on Hayes' museum story. Uh, but anyway, I hope that without further ado, uh, let's just get into it, and I'm going to take a quick sip of water, and hopefully it doesn't take too long. Glug, 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 glug. Karen Kilgariff. Hi. Hi. You guys. Wait, I have a quick question. He's, oh, no. Was this at the Norton Simon Museum over in Pasadena? Yes. Yeah. I could just picture it in my mind as you were talking There were so many it. people there. I wish so many people didn't know about this because it did end up being embarrassing for me. Yeah. And then did you also um, ever clarify what the rolling chair had to do with the latter half of the story? Oh, I didn't mean that for that to be set up. I just said that I was sitting. I thought people might be confused that I was sitting and looking at the ah, at the paintings. Just to, yeah. But mm-hmm. you were rolling. Yes. Yeah, in yeah. reality, I was right. sitting and sort of slowly rolling because the wheels are so uh, well-oiled that it is impossible for the chair to ever be stationary. Right. Mm, yeah. I, you know, so much of storytelling is painting a picture – yeah, and that feels and especially almost like a when shot it's at about painting what a happened picture. To yeah, yeah, I mean, painting a picture yeah. about a museum. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it really does trip you out. Yeah. It really totally does. No, trip you it out. is. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like when a mirror is inside itself. So, what is the thing about us that we all love to explore uh, and talk with? It's obviously going to happen on the podcast, and it's right now (laughs) starting. So, Karen, you do podcast, and it's from Feral. Is that because it's so wild? Yes. Mm. Um, We knew that if we did a murder podcast, we would need to be housed in a place that could not contain us, and Feral Audio was that place, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, definitely that's where all the baddest motherfuckers go to make their show. Right. And, uh, well, I'm not jealous because we have a great setup over here. It's amazing. We it's, don't always— It's good. Yeah. We don't good. maybe get the recognition we deserve. Uh, I don't know if you saw the wall of shoes with hosts on them uh, oh, that's no. painted outside. but um, Well, I have been staring at this table, which is just— just packed with names and signatures. Mm-hmm. And that alone just shows me the amount of celebrity strength that has come through these recording rooms. It screams mm-hmm. quality, doesn't it? It's, when, yeah. It has just this casual desperation about it of get my name on there and let mm-hmm. me be seen, mm-hmm. which I, re- I really respond to. Well, and when you're recording a podcast with no celebrities – 
you still can feel like yes. this is a famous podcast. Put, use your signature because that you use at the bank. Nick Gligor was here. Oh my god, I love you know? him. Katie Krenitz was also here in Block Letters. Mm-hmm. Nelson Franklin. I mean, he had a whole arc on the Millers. So at this point, it's like, all right, well, maybe it doesn't matter that I don't have these huge mega credits because right. I'm sort of in the same neighborhood as these guys. But it's aspirational. Mm. It, you look at it and you say, this is where I want to be. I want to find like a quarter inch spot where I can sign my name and inspire mm-hmm. people one day in the future. And Karen, if you'd like to do that, we can absolutely talk to engineer Cody. Okay. I mean, that'd be if, if you could put in a word, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I can definitely get involved. Engineer Cody, do we have anything coming up? Is there any real estate uh, that's supposed to be freeing up anytime soon? Like office space? No. Cody has been thinking a lot about the movie Office Space. Oh, right. <laughs> like you want a cubicle in the office somewhere? That you can take one wall off and push it and have a window? Wait, no, hold on. I am interested in this. I am. Oh, well, she does want a cubicle, yes. There's, I want two things Cody's now. Cody's starting to look like he maybe overpromised a he, little bit. He bit off more than he could <laughs> chew yeah. here. You always have to know that someone could say yes to your suggestion. Well, and he's, yeah. he's only seen the first half of Office Space, too, so he's not <laughs> sure what the consequences will be. <laughs> right when it comes to the, damn, it feels good to be a gangster party, he's uh-huh. like, I can't handle this. Yeah. It's yeah. too it's stressful. Cleaning a fish in the office, that's not work what stuff. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> now, Karen, hmm. what... Explaining murder. Mm. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. Perfectly put. Um, It's just that thing where a human decides to take the life of another human. Mm -hmm. And and what about killing as well? Right. Um, About and on killing. Um, I feel like it's a thing that people do. Uh, to other people, mm. sometimes it's planned, uh, and sometimes it's not. Planned. And it can be scary. It's often scary. True. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be fun to think about scary things, can't it? I like it. Mm. One thing when you said taking the life of another person, I at first thought I've taken the life of so many people. Oh yeah. As an actor. Aha. Uh-huh. Who are some of those people? Yeah. Oh. Um. Happy Loman. Uh-huh. Matt Murbles was the name of my character on Parks and Rec. He looked at Grizzle. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was a killer? Fritz, the community college acting teacher. Also a murderer? No, 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 no. But I took his life. Oh, I mean, I took his life. I gave him into, life. Yes. But also, I started occupying his life. I ceased to be... Sean Clements. Mm-hmm. Did you take his you know, life twice? Middling writer. Go ahead, what? Did you take his life twice? Oh, who, Fritz? Yeah. Yeah, twice. Uh, but that's not how you meant. And so when doing killing, what's the best? This podcast is being translated from German, right? Is well, that what's happening? Okay. Uh, for me, what best is... I would say, is a a murderer, a serial killer who plans. Not Mm. this passion, oh, I drank a bunch of beer and I'm going to shoot you in the face with a shotgun because you disrespected me. (gasps) Instead, (laughs) 
Is that your fear? Easy. Oh, I thought that you were saying that you were, might do that for real. That's my training. Oh, wow. It makes it real. But um, I instead like a planned, methodical killer who picks his victims uh, mm. for a certain reason in a certain way. I just think that's fascinating. One thing I don't get, beer doesn't make me want to do that, man. It just makes me want to fucking party more. Yeah. Isn't partying so awesome? I mean, as a 30-year alcoholic, mm-hmm. I would say absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So your podcast is favorite murder, but what about your favorite partying? Oh, um, like great partying I've done in the past. What's your favorite one? You even mentioned you had a party tonight. And I was listening to your podcast, and the first story you tell is about making friends at a party. Yes. So it's like, how many parties are we talking about here? Oh, my God. At least seven. Um, so I've been to so many parties. I've I've lived here for so long, and parties are a major part of my life and what mm. I do. And even if I don't get fucked up at the party, I'm still partying. Yeah. Mm. You know? And still fucked up shit can go down. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Somebody um, put their, take shoes off, t- put their feet in the pool. Oh, my God. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah, just to f- check the temp. So um, murders can be something for a podcaster for real life, but can't they also be a TV or a movie? Oh, I think they often can be. And that's what we're t- here to talk about in a way. Why is a movie so good when it has a killer like um, – What's the uh, Hannibal Lecter? Oh, Karen! Right, that gave me the willies just hearing that name. Yeah, it's go his, ahead. Well, his staring, I think, is probably the first thing you thought of. Mm-hmm. Just the staring case. Just so much, so much eye contact, mm-hmm. unbreaking, unyielding eye contact. Um, is is that's something a lot of killers do? Yeah. They stare. Yeah, I bet they do. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So Hannibal Lecter, one down. Mm-hmm. What about when the uh, TV can actually be the killer, like video killed the radio star, my favorite murder? Now, mm. that did happen? Yes. What? Cuba what? Gooding Jr. Oh. what? Who did he kill? No, he's the radio star. He's the radio star, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's when he uh, played... A homeless retarded? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I Who's, remember. I think won the football game. Yes. yes. In essence. With the help of Ed Harris. So, yes, he was the radio star and then video killed him. Now, I think the video release of radio is what killed him. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a weird circular kind of kind of a causal loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it was really Yeah, I remember when that video came out. Yeah. That was really the end of it. I thought it was Snow Dogs. No, that video was good. That had some some good stuff in some it. Great dogs at the end. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, that had some of the best dogs. It tested through the roof. What about when video killed the radio flyer star? Oh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood died. Well, no, but he's he's not. not doesn't look really healthy, does he? He's not vital. <laughs> no. no, he's not thriving. He doesn't appear to have a robust physical life. Right. Uh, Karen, can you settle an argument between me and Sean? I'd love to. 
It's not a big fighty argument, but it is a discussion we've been having for a while. You've gotten to know us a little bit now, and so you look at us. Mm -hmm. Between me and Sean, which of us is Mike and which of us is Dave? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go Hayes, Dave, Sean, Mike. Yes! (sighs) Yes! That's actually fine. I, I just went with my gut. You're not mad? It's actually fine. Uh, happy to be wrong in this case. Happy for Hayes. Is, is Dave the winner? Is that the one to be? In this case, Dave is me and I am the winner, yes. Okay. It's easier for you. I don't know if you would have been able to take being Mike. I don't know if you could carry that weight. Well, does this mean you're going to go around like – going back to all the people that you've like made this claim to and like saying that you were wrong individually face to face. Yes. Well, those were the terms. Um, well, thanks Karen for settling in. And it's honestly a relief to have that cleared up. I was happy to. And I'm just, I'm not mad about who want, I don't care. I'm not asking you to change it. Do you feel like you maybe said Dave because Hayes, name is Hayes Davenport. (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't. And my middle name is Mike. <laughs> I mean, your middle name influenced it, but I wouldn't say it was the deciding factor. And I'm talking into a Mike. And I, yeah, there's mics all around yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Um, that, well, that Hayes, was my original point. And Hayes is sitting on a Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> they needed nice girls and they got hot messes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. which is never, you know. And that is a thing that can really happen. Uh, so one thing about murderers is they can be real psychos. And speaking of psychos, we were thinking maybe the three of us, just to make sure we're all safe in here, and Engineer Cody can play too, should give each other a psychopath test. Ooh, yeah. 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 So – yeah. Yeah. You being the expert, maybe would ask the first question. Okay. And then maybe Hayes, being the Dave of the group, mm-hmm. would be kind of the leader, and he would ask the second question. And everyone has to answer, and no lying. And that's the main rule, is you can't lie about if you are going to be a psychopath or not. Right. And if you're telling a lie, then Kevin, the new photographer, is able going to be able to tell. I like is Kevin still okay? I would like Kevin to stay where I can see him. <laughs> and now this is a new I know this is a new arrangement. No, with, I don't want that. You no. know what's with funny? Kevin, th- that's the first question of the psychopath test. Can you handle a photographer Kevin? being behind you? And the answer clearly is, is it, no. Are you okay with Kevin sneaking up on you? Right. And you wow. aren't. You just answered without knowing and you're a total psychopath. Is that the only, like... What a sicko. That's the only question? What a sick fuck. Yeah. This sick fuck. Who let this sick fuck in my studio? I'm supposed to like Kevin sitting behind Mm me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, can I be honest about something? I really don't want him sitting behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't lie. Well, yeah. So it might be that you're a friggin' psycho as well. Well, I didn't know I was such a sick fuck. I'm so disappointed in myself. Shame. No wonder I like so much of the stuff I like. 
It's it's hard to do that mirror work, you know what I mean, and just really look. Yeah, really look at it. I hate going inward. I know. I always want to blame something out there. Of course you do. And when I'm feeling and empty inside, I want to take something from outside and fill that hole. Mm-hmm. And often your reflection is smiling, even when you're being sad. Oh God, what a friggin' lying sick fuck. Um. So that was the first question, and Dave from. The two of us. Do you want to ask the second question? Yeah. Mine's a scenario. Uh, you go to the food store. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the you um, step on the little pad. And cart or the, basket? Am I grabbing a cart or am I grabbing a basket? Well, it, you only. I'm need, at the food store. How much do I need? You uh, you only need one piece of fruit. Mm. Mm. So cart. You get your cart. You bring it in. You get a cherry, but it keeps falling through the cart. Uh, Naturally. The holes are too big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You run it over a bunch of times. What uh, you call over the attendant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So you're at a very high-end grocery store. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the... Produce attended. Uh, says yes, sir. What can I help you with? Yeah, mm-hmm. or ma'am. How do you respond? Hey, what the hell? Or wait, hang on. It's me. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I was being Fritz, the acting teacher. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> how do I respond? I've run over the cherry a couple times, and I've mm-hmm. gone. And so at this point, I turned and I went. Psst, Camarera, psst, camarera, to whoever was nearby, and an attendant has reported. I guess what I would say is, um, was Engineer Cody here bending the bars on my cart? Because I find that when the bars are too wide on a cart, a lot of times it's because Cody has beaten me to the grocery uh Cart. Yes. He can yes. bend the bars. And he's able to bend the bars with some machine tool he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pliers. I don't. Uh, he was know. trying to commit this all for a long Greek time to me. That it, was, that it was phenomenon. That he was being phenomenon. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. That he the was angel? doing. Yes. 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 Phenomenon. The, the, the angel from hell. Yeah. But all he would do, like, he would use the pliers with one hand, and but just be like, touching his temple with the other hand like he was doing it with his brain. Mm-hmm. And the first couple of times it did fool me. But Yeah, it, drew, it really drew my eye up to his temple. Yeah. Uh, which is the distraction. that, And meanwhile, he stole your watch. Mm-hmm. Did you know that's how yes, it works? Yes, that's right. It is. Focus. Yeah. Yes, it's all about focus. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie. I would have said to the attendant, clean this up right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it was... A w- the secret was the attendant is a woman. Ah, Ooh. and that really yes. truly revealed some of my sexism where I thought only a man can work at a food store. And now I think it's Cody's turn. If we're going around. I'm so sick of being so psycho. Psycho like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, I can't trust myself to be with myself. Cody, isn't it your turn now? Sure, I would have run over the cherry with the cart, but as I hit that it, that already happened. It, no, but it would have gotten That already happened. 
It would have gotten jammed because of the pit. So the pit would have gotten all lodged up in the little chassis. And the scenario Hayes described, that's what you just said is the point at which the question began. Mm. Like you just walked us up to the point where you're supposed to answer and said, I would have, and then described it again. <laughs> what huh. is that on, huh. the, on the psycho test? Yeah, what does that mean? What if we really do discover something <laughs> genuinely problematic with with Cody? <laughs> test? I mean, it's, we're going to discover, as we often do, some level of disorder. Whether it's being a psychopath, I don't know. But it's definitely not being a normal dude. He did say chassis, mm. which I found upsetting. He try, He's got this motorcycle man persona mm. he's been trying to really sell us. I don't so at one every, point, he asked us to call him Harley. Everything oh, has no. a everything has a chassis now. <laughs> yeah, he's he described. Yeah, he describes the chassis on like a cup of coffee. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's tiresome. And Cody, but it is actually your turn to ask a question. No, that's where it, that's where it ends. Okay, that's I think okay. that's actually a but good. <laughs> but isn't it your turn to ask a question? Yeah. Oh. I thought he meant that that's where his participation is. That's what I thought, too, and I was willing to accept that. (laughs) Mine's a scenario. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) Okay. So you're up in a hot air balloon, (laughs) and you can see so far and wide the, the great, beautiful nation and its countryside. Both? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, suddenly there's a grocery store attendant up there with you. And he's concerned about how you were destroying the food in his grocery store. Okay, now remember the one thing we established about the grocery store attendant was that it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, well, but this may be a different grocery store attendant because we all know when Cody says you can see the great beautiful nation, he is talking about North Korea. <laughs> and women are not allowed in hot air balloons in North Korea. Well, it's just a – yeah. It's a completely different culture over there, and he— it's not, We're not saying that's good or bad. No. Right. We don't yeah. take sides on this at all. We're just yeah. reporting the culture. It's just how they do things. And we have a suspicion that it might be better than people are saying. Yes. But we don't want to come down either way. We don't know. Yes. We're not saying it's bad. We might be saying that it is good. Oh, yeah. And we probably are. But— Because they could pop the balloon with their nails. Mm-hmm. Mm. So— So, Cody, does that, does the information, the information helps? It helps you with your scenario? Yeah. That's great. Because, so you're a communist in the balloon uh, Mm -hmm. because you're in North Korea. And the attendant wants to know why you were wrecking his food up. So, you know, how do you answer that? What do you say to him? Okay. Because you broke his food that day. I guess what, well, I guess the fortunate thing for me is I know that we're all in the same scenario. So I will probably blame it on Karen. Mm. That's right. Cause it did happen, I guess to all of us mm-hmm. since we all got asked the question. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're all in a hot air balloon basket together with a male North Korean attendant uh-huh. in North Korea. Uh huh. And he's confronting all of us about the fruit that got broken. Yeah, the fruit got in a, a right it, smash up. It got wrecked up. It's a very mm-hmm. small balloon too, and mm-hmm. a very small basket. Mm. The basket's too small. 
I'm just good, a little confused by how this question started off in such a different place for mine and ended up in exactly the big, essentially the same question. Yeah, I, that's what happens with scenarios, though. You know, what yeah, I mean? it does scenarios always happen so that way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. They just bring you back around to the same spot. Yeah, to the, the grocery store thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to answer that question. Yeah, I, I guess we've we already do. kind of answered okay, it. Good. So I guess mine won't be a scenario. Um, uh, but what then I so I guess I'll just posit a fictional situation. Two fathers and two sons go fishing together. Each of them catches a fish. They sell it to the food store. You run over it with your cart. Now, see, I don't know if you noticed this. It did end up hmm? being another scenario. One's a grandfather. Wait. Oh, oh, sorry. What What are you getting at? No, I'm sorry. That is actually different. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that is different mm-hmm. than I thought. It's only three. So I, I, I pulled another psycho move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're finding that we're complete psychopaths. I think the evidence is here. Who's safe around us? No one. No one. No one. I would say no No one. Not one person. No one is actually safe. Um, hmm. That's so difficult for me because, holy Karen. What? Do you see this on the table here? Kevin, get a picture of this. Oh, my God. It says my favorite murder. That's my podcast. And it's Frankenstein pointing at us. (laughs) Right next to it. Is that even possible? How did your podcast podcast sign the table? How did your feral audio podcast make its way onto the earwolf table? You guys, it's so popular that I think there are people with pens going around Los Angeles and just signing furniture on our behest. Oh, no. Uh-huh. no. Is it saying that the table is its favorite murder? Yes, the, this table is is a serious loss of life. Wow. Yeah. One thing I want to say, do you have to be kind of a psycho to even work in a field like we do? I mean, think about it. I'm taking other men's lives mm. on a TV screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm creating entire worlds and then sometimes ripping them down just as easily. Mm-hmm. And you guys are both doing some of this too. Uh, is it only psychos that can actually succeed in the cutthroat world of Hollywood? And it's chicken or egg where mm. am I doing my business and is – my business becoming me a psycho because of job activities or or is a psycho going to the business and starting it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a chicken egg situation. Well, it's like a chicken versus an egg. Chicken eggs. Mm -hmm. You know, do I have to kill this egg or do I wait for it to grow up and kill me? I mean... (laughs) It's definitely kill or be killed 
chicken situation here. Mm-hmm. In Long- mm-hmm. I mean, everybody who moves here knows that. Um, and I think when you jump in to the art of play, uh, you have to lose your mind. I think you have play. to. Don't you think? Uh, you can't keep the, you. the normal boxes around you. The art Thank of you. Play. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's so comforting to hear someone else reflect my own thoughts back to me mm-hmm. in a much more poetic way. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was playing and I knew I was making art, but the art of play. Yeah. And so do you have to become a baby as well as being a psycho? Ah. Oh, I don't think that would hurt. You know, mm-hmm. a psycho baby probably has the most power in terms of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Right. And going into that realm of presentation. Like Chucky. Yes. When I watch Chucky or Problem Child who look like Chucky, I think these psycho babies probably grow up to be the most powerful showrunners in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve Levitan. Yeah, I guess my example wouldn't really fit. I don't know. I think it did. No. I think they both fit Ben Wexler. So, anyways, uh, oh, Cody, did you have one more question for the psychopath test? You, did you guys know you can buy a real chicken online? Wait a minute. For $10, you can buy a whole chicken. Living? Real chicken. Alive. Real. I understand the real part. Like, yeah, real. It, it's still. Cody, is this an authentic around. chicken? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, is it a man made chicken? It's a brown, real chicken. Does its eyes brown chicken? Brown. Do the eyes blink? That's a, my question. It's a brown real chicken. Great question. Do the eyes blink? Because if they don't, it might be a psycho like it's Hannibal a, Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sociopathic chicken. It's real. Okay. God damn it! That's the wrong answer. And it's walking around and oh wow! For people who didn't get to see Cody go into the very beginnings of a chicken pose. Mm-hmm. And then abandon it, Made deciding arms. that even in the context of being very silly with his friends, it was, was going to be too much. It yeah. was one big move, one violent thrust. That immediately put a target on his forehead. He knew yeah. he yeah. knew that that was the wrong move. Yes. I mean, I would have liked to see a slow motion uh, close up on his face deciding to make the move. And I think around the time his thumbs were hitting the armpit region, his face going, holy shit, what the fuck am I doing right now? I'm about to do a freaking chicken move. (laughs) Don't do it. And and can I tell my body in time to bail? (laughs) Oh, good. I don't think anyone saw it. Oh, no, they're talking about it. (laughs) Karen. Real chicken. Uh, thank you so much for being uh, to do the show. Who, who is uh, Gareth? I guess Gareth would be. Uh, when you break my last name down, it means p- uh, pure little church on a hill, mm-hmm. and so I think that would probably be the hill owner back in the old country of Ireland. Would probably wow. be who Gareth was. Can Gareth I that whole hill? Yeah, they own a hill. Can I give you some advice? I'd love it. You should aspire for Gareth to be the ego. Yeah. The ego must be killed. 
Mm-hmm. The ego is your enemy. Yes. Ram Das says something so fascinating. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what he says. But when he's talking, I am all ears. Yeah. So if you could, Karen, kill ego. Wow, that's powerful. Now I know what I'm going to sign this table as. Ah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Tell me. Oh, I'm. I would probably just put Paul F. Tompkins because it's <laughs> it's all over this thing. Oh yeah, we okay. We could stand to have another one of those. Yeah. Um. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.